Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain and Anne Guest. Greetings and welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode 189. I'm Paul Spain. I'm Will Reid. And I'm Ross McDougall. Great to have you along, guys. Uh, Ross, your first time on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Now tell us, where do you fit into the, the technology world in, uh, in New Zealand? You've got a few sort of connections in there, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I wear a few hats. Uh, most people would probably know me from the band. Um, I play in a heavy metal band called Saving Grace. Uh, we've used uh, technology. Well, we've been a, we're all old dogs now, so we've been pre-MySpace, post-MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, Bebo, we, any kind of social channel we can use to promote ourselves, we do. So uh, we've... Yeah, we've uh, used uh, social and, and uh, mobile devices throughout touring schedules and what have you, and even before all of that even existed. So, yeah. Uh, and in terms of my day-to-day stuff, I use various technology solutions for customer service improvements, and I dabble in social media and my part-time stuff as well. Excellent, excellent. And Wall? Thank you, Paul. Um, I have to say, heavy metal is probably an air crack because they're actually heavier than that because I Googled them last night as band. So when I think of heavy metal, I think Judas Priest, but that's <laughs> heavier than Judas Priest. Uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, yes, I am in the industry, consumer electronics, and also uh, host the New Zealand Entertainment Podcast as well. Right. Well, um, thanks for coming along, guys. Let's uh, let's jump straight in now. Uh, just a couple of sort of news bites before we uh, before we kick into our uh, discussion. Uh, now, this is one I I, I was going to discuss last week because it was sort of news. Vector um, Vector Communications announced that uh, their fibre network had been in, in Auckland had been expanded by ten times. Which sounded to me like uh, quite an impossibility to sort of, uh, you know, grow a sort of physical infrastructure running into buildings and so on that quickly. So I finally sort of got hold of one or two people uh, associated with uh, with Vector in the last few days and filled in a few gaps. Uh, and indeed, they have grown their network by ten times or their their uh, access to sort of buildings. Uh, but the way they've done that is by uh, leveraging off the uh, ultra fast broadband uh, initiative. So right. uh, Vector, I, th- I think my understanding is that they they had something like around 800 buildings with their own fibre optic uh, cables around Auckland, uh, but now by utilising uh, you know, parts of the ultra-fast broadband network, they're able to really expand that out. So they're making a really big push uh, with, you know, primarily with businesses uh, in terms of offering uh, fibre connectivity into, uh, into Auckland businesses. So I'm sure that will be of interest to some who don't have the best uh, communications or maybe looking for something a little bit more competitive. Seems like uh, uh, Vector are coming in with some pretty sharp pricing for uh, uh, yeah, businesses that are looking for uh, for that sort of connectivity. I'm still waiting for VDSL. In VDSL in your, in your home? Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I, every time I try and turn on Twitch... My Xbox? No, can't. It's testify, Ross. So frustrating. Not, not fast enough. But hey, at least now it sounds like I can use Spotify without it sputtering at work, so that's great. Well, ten the, ten the, times better than it was before. <laughs> yeah, there you I go. Hearing that. Um, well, interesting, I read, uh, I read something in the, in the last few days about uh, people in the US who were finding that their, uh, their video streaming was very poor to Netflix and so on uh, over their, their you know, high-speed you know, fiber networks and so on. 
And, uh, yeah, it turns out in the same way that New Zealanders are using various uh, mechanisms to get uh, get to Netflix, actually people in the US, are, you know, some of them are doing the same thing uh, so that they can bypass the congestion within their uh, networks between them and Netflix. So they set up a VPN oh, and wow. then suddenly they actually get uh, New Zealand-like performance oh. uh, from, uh, from, <laughs> from Netflix that they're not able to get, uh, even though they might be on a 50 megabit uh, plus connection in the US. I've read that a few... Uh, a few weeks ago, there was a massive um, uproar because Netflix were putting up error messages blaming specific network providers and saying, You're, you, you, this isn't working because of blah, blah, blah. Such and such. And there was huge dramas and uh, talking about throttling. And then there was this massive free internet movement going, well, you know, there was talks about specific types of information having priority or this and that. And yeah, no, it's yeah, crazy. and there's certainly yeah. been a lot of debate around that sort of net neutrality, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, top topic, and uh, yeah, it, it seems Sounds like, like type of ISP. All, uh, all, all is not well uh, in, yeah. in the US. I know we like to uh, moan about the things that aren't so good here in New Zealand, but uh, actually, in a lot of cases, we've you know we've got some things that are that are pretty good. Mm. Um, the other bit of uh, the other bit of news is Microsoft have uh, announced the layoffs of eighteen thousand staff last week. Uh, now I understand around twelve and a half thousand of those. Uh, uh, being from the Nokia Mobile division, which they recently acquired, and that equates to, uh, I believe, in the direction of half of uh, of the staff that actually came across. So, uh, yeah, they've taken uh, taken them across and then uh, dropped the hatchet. So, yeah, really, uh, really sad for all of those people. And then, you know, of course, another. Uh, Six and a half thousand on on uh, five and a half thousand on top um, of the the ex Nokia employees that have also been uh, been cut. So that's uh, that's pretty major. I mean, uh, you know, if you if you total those up, mm. uh, that's you know well you know between ten and fifteen percent. Uh, yeah, probably about fifteen percent of Microsoft's uh, you know workforce. Or if you're just looking at those you know outside of the uh, the Nokia acquisition. Uh, you know, in, in the direction of five percent. So that's uh, that's a lot of people mm. laid off. You look at New Zealand. Uh, I haven't seen any specific figures for New Zealand yet, uh, but uh, Microsoft have have over a hundred staff here. So you know that that could be uh, you know five people that are uh, that are, that are no longer. Uh, on the team now, I'm not sure of those breakdowns, and I'm not, you know, I'm not sure that the specifics. Are, uh, and there, there was also uh, uh, the team that were putting together uh, TV shows specific for uh, their Xbox audience, and that uh, that's been cut as well. So, so it's not known if it's, if it's a global um, cut. Uh, I mean, I believe it is. It is pretty international, yeah. But I'm okay. not sure of the specifics in terms yeah. of uh, New Zealand. Um, and uh, Uber, we like to give Uber a lot of mentions. Uh, last Friday, they did their uh, they did a sort of a global uh, ice cream delivery uh, event, and uh, Auckland was the first place in the world to get it, uh, just because of time zones and so on. Uh, I gave it a go. Couldn't order any uh, ice cream from them in the afternoon, but uh, no, later on, me. later on in the day, <laughs> when you text us, later on in the day, I did, did manage to uh, get a delivery from Uber of some ice cream. Oh, so, yeah. uh, what'd um, you get? Yep. Uh, oh, they had a couple of crazy, uh, crazy flavors actually, yeah. um, which uh, are actually in the in the freezer right now. So we might uh, <laughs> we might ha- we might hold into uh, some of that when uh, when we're finished recording. That was good probing. I like yeah, that. that was good. good. Very good. Nice. Um, nice yeah. Plug. So uh, so well done to um, Giapo, who who were the oh, their New Zealand damn. pick. 
uh, and they did you know similar things with sort of uh, I guess really exclusive sort of ice cream and, and yeah. uh, gelato brands in various other parts of the uh, of the world. Uh, someone uh, who I bumped into from from Apple was uh, who was in Auckland this week was was telling me that uh, um, yeah their their favourite. Uh, Sydney ice cream, uh, you know, company was was yeah. being delivered by by Uber there. In Sydney what a great partnership week, so, though, uh, yeah, with ice cream. So uh, just a way to get some extra attention for the brand. Oh, but, definitely, uh, yeah, good on them. Now the, uh, the the product that we've sort of been leading up to for the last few weeks is LG's G3. Finally landed in my hands. Uh, they got them out to uh, to, to media last week, and uh, a very nice piece of. Uh, Piece of hardware indeed. We've all been sort of having a, um, a a little bit of a look over the, I guess, over the past hour, hour or two in particular. Um, I mean, a pretty outstanding device mm. in in terms of uh, a smartphone. What I'm curious about is whether uh, LG are going to be able to get that sort of cut through in the market. I mean, arguably, if you put the LG G5 next to, you know, its big competition, which is, you know, predominantly, or, you know, the biggest player being being Samsung, who just gets so much attention around their products, yeah. um, it stacks up really well. You've got a higher definition uh, screen. You've got a bigger screen. There it goes. Um 5.5 inch screen you've got that that quad ht uh display um and you know across most of the other specs lines up very well uh not waterproof but it does have wireless charging uh built yeah, in yeah that's kind of cool um yeah. ross what what's your take on it you you're a um a, an android user yeah, y- yeah. yourself yeah, no, um what are you on the nexus nexus 5 and nexus 7. 5 yeah yeah yep. I mean, aesthetically, I love the look of it as well. You know, it's it's certainly something that I would actually feel quite bad putting in a case. Um, it's nice. It looks it's it's weighted really really nice. Um, the screen's gorgeous. Like those photos that we were looking at earlier, just yeah. massive amount of pop. Um, they were of us, though, Ross. The well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> oh, here we go, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are we looking so good? Yeah, why do I look so good? That's some, some great fun. Yeah. The back, the button on the back's quite interesting. Like because I've been using the Nexus, I've been accustomed to not having physical buttons. So I suppose I can't. That's another reason why I possibly like the build as well. In terms of, you know, I, I find side buttons and, and volume, you know, quite clunky nowadays. Um, but aesthetically and as a design, the curvature, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, and having yeah. having that volume uh, control and power and so on right in the middle on the back, where you, you often your, your fingers naturally land uh, yeah. land anyway, um, it works quite well, doesn't it? It's, it looks uh, like it does. Like I've been naturally using my index finger to, to, to control it without too much uh, difficulty. There's not a learning curve by any means. Yeah, I, I listen to a lot of music using my phone and, and often... Um, without you know looking at the phone, putting it in my pocket, so I'm accustomed to the side volumes in that regards. I'm not quite. I yeah, I like you know, having easy access to the volume. Now, having a look on the back, we've got the LG G2 there next to the yeah, right. the G3. Yeah, they're they're quite sort of similar in terms of that control, um, but they have sort of refined it and flattened it out. Uh, you know, between the two yeah. 
two devices. Any uh, any preference? Do you think that's a good yeah? A good I think move the, the the G three looks is a is a big improvement. It's got the wow factor compared to the G two. I think yeah. It looks it, yeah. It looks quite metallic, even the, even though it's yeah. you know it's uh, it, the back isn't look. isn't metal, but it does, it it's not metal, nice. but it's got that premium look to it. Like yeah. I said, like I would not want to put a cover over that. That looks that yeah. You're right. Nice. I like the, the idea of the wireless charging cover on there as well. Which is yeah, great. just having that as standard. And interestingly, yeah. we we uh, we did a comparison on the um, on the digital scales before. Between that, uh, we had the um, the the Sony Xperia uh, Z2 the Galaxy S5 and and the HTC One uh, um, M8 and they actually all came out at very similar weights. Now the the S5 I think is generally a bit lighter, but with the particular case we had on mm. uh, and this, it came out a little a little bit heavier. And uh, you know they're all in that around that 160 sort of gram weight. And I think we've just seen the weight slowly increasing as we've gone to these bigger screens. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, this is the, the you know the champ amongst uh, you know these particular devices in terms of certainly the screen uh, resolution and yeah. size. And it, I mean, it looks really bright. It um, you know the photos do really pop on. It does. It look. It looks great, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess the question is: uh, Is this what is this now the new standard? And you know, we're seeing new devices coming out every few months. It's just a you know, it's a battle in terms of specifications and and features. Yeah. Does it set? Uh, does it sort of set a new standard? Is this the phone to have? Don't know. I'm, I'm used to the Super AMOLED screen, quite popping. It's it's quite, for me. It's a little bit. You know, LCD is a little bit washy, but I mean, it's up against the Note Three as far as the size and, and functionality. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, uh, it still looks good. The only thing I, I have a problem with is that the back's so smooth that it sort of slips out of your hand um, a bit too much. But other than that, it looks it still looks like a pretty cool phone. Yeah, no, like you said, like I, I you know, I got I used to the AMOLED screen as well, so I'd have to agree with you on that. Um, the I suppose in terms of the G two, it does look very Samsungy, feels very Samsung ish. Um, yeah, you're right. It, it's I don't know. Like I like uh, I terrified of dropping phones so I'm always holding on to them yeah yeah the slippery back of it is not too much of a problem for me but just in terms of like you know using the G2 and 3 at the moment the the back plate and the back functionality definitely feels like a huge improvement in terms of the actual style yeah it does seem it seems to work well doesn't it yeah everything seems to flow it's nice yep now um, it's got the uh, Gorilla Glass 3 which seems Mm -hmm. to be the new uh, uh, the new the new standard in fact it's going out across a lot of products I uh, was looking the other day at the new uh, Nokia Lumia 635 Mm. which launched uh, very quietly actually earlier earlier in the month Um, I think probably a couple of weeks uh, or so back um, that is a, I guess, a sort of a, a, a low-end Windows phone, um, but it's got Gorilla Glass 3, it's got uh, a 4.5-inch screen, um, and you can walk into a store and pick it up for about $250. Mm. So it's quite interesting that some of these things that, you know, the lar- larger screens and yeah. the Gorilla Glass that were exclusively sort of a high-end phones, now that you can get that, and it's got a yeah, you know, the, the the Lumia's got a you know, a low end quad core processor, mm. but those things are now starting to become available at some pretty sharp uh, you know, price point, and no doubt they'll probably sell you know a truckload at that sort of yeah. uh, price. Yeah. But at the premium end of the market, in terms of those sort of real you know what do they call them hero phones, 
um, you know, the, I think the LG looks as though it competes pretty strongly, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, we haven't, and we didn't play around with it too much, but the tap functionality on it is pretty cool. Double yes, tap that's, on the screen to wake it up. And uh, now, before I put my PIN number in, and, and once I sort of set it up with uh, with an exchange account, which pushed down all sorts of security, before I had that set up, uh, you were able to do what they call the knock code, which is, you know, the phone's you know, turned off, you tap out, and as you start tapping, the screen wakes up, but you tap out a particular uh, pattern, yeah. and uh, and it unlocks the phone. And with a different pattern, uh, I had it set up with a sort of a guest mode, so, I, you know, I could hand my phone off to someone else to play with, yeah. and uh, you use the other pattern, and someone else can unlock and get access just to the apps and so on uh, that you made available to the I thought that was quite nice, but mm. I, I don't know if there's a way of enabling that when your phone's kind of locked down security-wise to a uh, you know exchange server yeah. sort, sort of thing, which you know is pretty common. Uh, you know, for for people that are um, yeah going to use it for for work emails and the like. Did you know if it's the tab functionality to wake and open profiles, or can you assign it to apps as well? Um, I I mean the way it was the way I used it was that just basically unlocked yeah and yeah basically took you to where so you know, un- unlocking yeah, the yeah. phone oh yeah um but there may be a few other options around that Maybe, as well yeah. so uh, big yeah, screens are yeah. in big screen um t- phones are in now I mean especially with the resolution you say is that like close to WQXGA. Uh, it's 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 it, they call it quad, quad HD, yep. so it's twenty five sixty by by fourteen forty. Okay, uh, so it's it's basically double in oh. each direction. The the standard you know HD, yeah, uh, which what seven twenty by uh, by twelve eighty. So it's exactly double in each direction, making cool. it you know, four yeah. times the resolution. It's gonna look good watching your which. Uh, your band gigs on there when you film it, yeah. <laughs> well, and and also it shoots in 4K, which is sort of starting wow. to become the standard for these topping phones. So yeah. um, now That's the cool. G three thousand and forty nine is the launch price, so it lines up with really you know the 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 bulk of uh, you know the other ones. The HTC I think launched at a thousand and ninety nine, uh, but the uh, the Xperia uh, Z two was a thousand and forty nine, as was the Galaxy S five, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's funny yeah. they they never Swedish rounded off. They always go you know one dollar <laughs> yeah forty nine yeah. of you know I like 49. the I like the tap functionality. <clears throat> I find I find things like that make it more interesting and from a layman's point of view it might not mean much but when you think about life cycle in terms of smartphones and where we are you know and it's so simple user design user interface and user experiences that can really make the difference you know in terms of that so your user story for that would be sitting on a couch watching a movie double tap the screen check your notifications let it come off you know it's it's pretty handy isn't it yeah, now we, yeah. and we've got the other device there we, uh, which I've been playing with over the last couple of weeks which is the uh, the G Watch yeah. um, so LG got a bit of a story of these two together we don't have a launch date or a New Zealand official New Zealand price for the uh, the, the G Watch just yet um, the G3 is landing in New Zealand I think uh, the end of next week uh, I think probably the, the Friday um, Friday or Saturday uh, yep. first week of August so first or second of August okay. uh, that's yep. due to land and as far as I'm aware um, 
two degrees have uh, have got the scoop on the G3, which wow. uh, I think they've got an exclusive on at least to uh, uh, launch to, to launch. you know to, to start with. Yeah. Now, what I'm curious about now, while I know you do a fair bit of uh, you know your your day to day work is with Samsung, so um, you know you you probably got a, a slight bias in that direction. A little um, bit, not too. But much. what I'm sort of curious about is you know this to me the G3 seems like a really strong product. Yeah, and LG seem to be doing some pretty good things across you know, multiple areas of their business, um, but they just don't attract the same sort of cachet as as Samsung. So I'm curious, what would it, you know, Ross, do you have take? any sort of pick on what would it, what would it take for, um, you know, for Samsung to get, uh, you know, treated with the same sort of attention that Samsung get with their product? If, let, let's say, consistently they're launching, uh, you know, really competitive smartphones, and I think this one, this one is. It is, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, what's it going to take? Or are they going to continue to... Uh, to sell sort of a you know from what I can tell um, uh, you know along with HTC and Sony um, much smaller numbers than what uh, what what Samsung are doing yeah it'll be an interesting journey and it really depends on what the you know us as the consumers are really uh, pushing for um, I mean I was attracted to LG because of the Nexus range you know I was wanting a pure Android experience and you get that with the Nexus I love mm, it mm. and during my journey with that I then found you know the build quality of the Nexus 5 is amazing I, I love the look and feel and the, and the um, and, and the build quality which is what's attracting me to the, the G3 you know yeah. I've said that earlier the build the curvature the look and feel it's very it looks like a premium product and uh, I think that's where their market strength will be uh, a lot of detractors of the Samsung um, smartphones I've from you know anecdotal bits and pieces from friends and, and reviews has been you know the plastic versus the um, uh, the other type of materials and the and the, the back plates and what have you. So mm. I don't know if that's something that they want to play up on and 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 that strength in terms of the design and the look and feel and the the, the sleek unified approach. But then again. Um, you know, the users will obviously dictate um, the market. Is that something that they'll pay for? Is that something they want? Yeah. Um, well, I, th- I mean, I think a lot of a lot of that comes from the you know the the marketing in terms of you know what what people want, mm-hmm. and you know I think uh, you know Apple and uh, and Samsung have been really strong in terms of the story that they built around their yeah, brand. Definitely. Um, you know, creating that. Uh, that interest in you know everything they do, yeah, and you know it used to be just Apple. You know when Apple did something, yes, everyone right, would yeah. sit up, and yeah. Say, well, yeah. Well, what are Apple about to come out with, or what have Apple just launched? And it was you know it was always going to be headline news. Mm. But Samsung have now managed to get themselves, uh, you know, into that into that position. I was I was talking to uh, Glenn Chen at uh, at LG. And I was sort of, you know, I was asking him some questions and, and say, well, you know, why don't you guys attract the same, you know, the same attention as, uh, you know, as the other, you know, some of the other brands in the space, particularly yeah. Samsung uh, and, and Apple, because it does seem they've got some really competitive products. One thing, um, and I don't, you know, he, he, the main thing he pointed out was that Samsung invest a, a lot more, a lot more, more of the resources are, are in, um, you know, promoting their products. Mm, yeah. he, he said the thing that, that they have that's uh, unique in the industry is that uh, apparently 50% of LG's employees on a, on a global basis are focused on research and development. 
which is right. phenomenal. I mean, I've never heard of any company that's at that sort of level. You know, you've got all you know all the companies that are in the electronic space, you know, yeah, and technology spaces. You, yeah, you know, they they have a lot of money that goes into research yeah. and development, but yeah, you know, it might be ten percent of staff mm. or you know twenty percent, but um, yeah, fifty percent is was uh, I thought pretty. Uh, pretty impressive um, yeah no I think what Ross said about the people will dictate as well I mean uh, you've always got the Samsung and Apple's always there but people like the Sony Z2 phone's great as well uh, the HTC One as well they've got their flagship um, models already sussed out I suppose it's a matter of time now for LG to try and build upon their own uh, with the G3 as well, which I think has still got the wow factor. Yeah, 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 a lot of the products yeah. do. Like they were at Digital yeah. Nations last year with the uh, the curved displays, and they look. And I think that was the first time many people would have seen yeah. a curved display, right? Yeah, and definitely. that was something where you know it was probably a smart move from LG to be getting out and doing that sort of stuff and showing off their product because yeah. it's not or you know often it's the Samsung that sort of gets gets touted a little bit more, and you know there's definitely yeah differences between. Uh, uh, you know, between their products. Yeah, but, um, like you said, it was a smart move and, and, and what we were talking about earlier, we don't, it doesn't feel like it's a definitive user story for, for an LG consumer. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, why? Yeah. We, you know, whereas you can see and Samsung and Apple put a huge amount of effort into developing those user stories. Mm. And, Innovations. And the, the experience and the messaging at their keynotes and <clears throat> what have you. And, yeah. 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 So like well, you said, it's an interesting point. Yeah. Well, um, and, and no doubt, you know, uh, LG. You know, also being a South Korean company, as is Samsung. Um, you know, they'll be looking looking across at Samsung's successes, mm. and and you know, probably putting in every effort to uh, you know to ride a similar sort of wave if if they can. Yeah, and that's what's exciting about these new premium smartphones. Like you said, it has felt like it's been a two horse race for for quite some time. Uh, in that market, but there's a lot of new, exciting products coming out. A lot of new innovations as well. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be some interesting times. Yep. All right, now uh, jumping into a few uh, other bits and pieces. Um, Now, a product that I read about, uh, Gizmodo actually covered this, is a new wearable that's come uh, come out of China, and the price point... Works out around uh, around fifteen New Zealand dollars, and um, it's it's a little wearable, uh, a little band, and uh, little it doesn't 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 have a <laughs> it doesn't have a display. <laughs> um, it's called the My Band, and basically fitness monitor um, and sleep tracker. Yep. And uh, a sleep cycle sort of smart alarm, which I think um, um, it was actually, yeah, the, these sort of smart alarms that, uh, you know, pick the best time to wake you up yeah. um, w- was mentioned on the, uh, on the po- podcast last week, I think, actually. And, uh, yeah, having th- those capabilities and uh, water resistant with 30 days standby power, um, that seems pretty compelling, doesn't it? I, I mean, anyone with a smartphone that would be compatible um, yeah, would at least consider whether they could get any benefit out of this, wouldn't they? Fifteen dollars. Yeah, bucks. it'll be fascinating to see where they go with that, or what the, where in the market they they go into. I can see some. Um, there'll be some great practical medical uses for that in terms of such a disposable, um, yeah. wearable piece of smartware. In terms of you know like you know sleep activity and and uh, even um, you know we're getting into an age now where. Um, uh, uh, sight impaired users, you know, yep. having something like that as an alarm clock, that would be amazing. Yeah, so it seems uh, seems cool. So, uh, Xiaomi is the uh, is a Chinese uh, company. They're making they're making money off that. 
definitely. I mean, I'd rather wear it myself personally, wear a rubber band and just count my own steps and uh, yeah, go to yeah. sleep wherever I want, really. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, well uh, yeah, and maybe $15 is just out of your price range too. I'll do the ice so, challenge, uh, mate, and uh, yeah. donate 15 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Tab S, we looked at it a few weeks ago uh, when Bill Bennett was on the show. Uh, I meant to come, mention again last week just because it's actually finally landed and uh, is, uh, is officially available across the countryside. So, I mean, this is really the flagship tablet from uh, from Samsung and uh, a pretty, uh, you know, a, a pretty funky device at that. Uh, you got the 8.4-inch 8, 8. one that uh, Ross is just having a look at uh, now. Yep. Uh, and there's the 10 point, is it 10.5? Yeah. Um, the, the other one. And uh, the word I've had uh, today is that uh, mid-August will be the launch date of the uh, the 4G LTE version mm. in New Zealand. So it's out in Wi-Fi now, um, but you know th- this is kind of the uh, um, you know will be the big push from Samsung as uh, as far as tablets over the next little while. Yep. Yeah, so, no, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, well worth a, worth a look. Um, well, do you know the price? I think it's seven forty nine for the ten point five inch. What about, about the eight I think for the RRP. Okay. okay. So uh, yeah. Now um, other little happenings. We've heard that uh, the the word is that app, according to um, um, some some media reports from I think Wall Street Journal. That Apple supposedly have uh, have ordered the production of sixty million of the next generation uh, iPhones, so they're obviously expecting uh, it to be quite a hit. Uh, we've heard for some months that uh, more than likely this, they're going to be releasing uh, an iPhone uh, in the not too distant future with a four point seven inch screen. And then uh, possibly as much as a month or so later, uh, one with a a, a five point five inch screen, which would be a big departure for Apple from their uh, traditional you know, four inch uh, screen iPhones. They're still going to run out. 3.8. They'll still run out, aren't they? Oh, Let's yeah. be honest. They'll, they'll still run out no matter how many they try and pre make. Yeah, it will happen. And the rumor mill. What's that five inch screen on there? Really? Four, 4.7 and uh, 5.5. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna be playing ball with, with everyone else. That's the same as this one here, the, the new the, G3. The, yeah, 5. The, 5. So the G, yeah, the G3's yeah. got the uh, 5.5 inch screen. So an iPhone with a screen like that, I think that would be uh, that'd be pretty compelling. Well, if they do, I'm doing the ice challenge, guys, and you can quote <laughs> me on that too. If they bring out a 5.5 inch Apple iPhone, that's I mean, me. that would be compelling. I mean, a, a big, big reason why I went... And um, from the 3G to to um, Android devices was because of that. I was in a band traveling a lot, and I used my phone for everything. Mm. And um, yeah, I was watching movies on my, my little 3G, and it was just a just a bit of a pain, really. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? Four inch screen? The iPhone? Yeah, it's still a four inch. Yeah. Still a four inch. Yeah, yeah. feels yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> compared to all these other phones coming yeah. out now. Well, that's a thing, and as a, and another example, you know, they were very very rigid and very specific with their user experience but then the market's just completely decimated that you know but people want well, I don't think you could say the market is, has decimated Apple doing extremely well selling tens of millions that's of my phones. Android fanboy <laughs> <laughs> alright well, what like, I meant as, to say was that the, as long as you're honest about it oh yeah lost. definitely yeah. still the number one phone in the world but not in New Zealand yeah well, I don't know. Um, I guess <laughs> all right, all right. I'm trying to be biased. But okay, so en- enough on that. Um, just b- before we finish up, uh, 
Two announcements that are coming uh, next week uh, is there is an announcement around the Nokia Lumia 930, so no doubt mm. that's going to uh, going to be landing in New Zealand soon. And there's an announcement from uh, from Rocket Lab, who have an event coming up at their um, their HQ near Auckland Airport next week. Now, um, Rocket Lab are, are pretty interesting, and I guess you know fairly unique. We don't have a lot of uh, um, companies in New Zealand that are uh, you know that that are, that are, that are focused on uh, aerospace, right? Yeah. So so yeah, they they're in this sort of unique uh, unique position, and uh, I understand that they were the first uh, company in the southern hemisphere um, to uh, to to launch a rocket into uh, suborbital space. Uh, and uh, yeah, quite interested in what they're going to launch uh, next week. So um, I'm not sure whether they're actually, you know, whether they've they've got a, a product launch or whether uh, uh, we're going to, you know, see them doing another sort of test flight or something. But uh, yeah, it should be fun. So uh, stay tuned next Tuesday on next next week's episode. Um, we'll be covering that off, and uh, by then we'll we'll um, have hands also on the Nokia Lumia 930, which I tried out a few months ago. Um, and as far as you know, Windows Phone's concerned, I think uh, yeah, people that are that are interested in the Windows Phone platform and are kind of looking for that next new device, uh, it's it's something that I think will probably stack up pretty well um, from the short time that I've I've had with it. Um, so great to have that you know continued sort of competition amongst the the platforms, even though uh, Windows doesn't have a whole lot of market share there. So I've uh, been curious about it though. I. I, I very curious. I wouldn't say that I would buy one, but I'm very curious about it. I like the the look and feel and the the tile approach. And yeah, and we're starting to see that you know that flat user interface, yeah. which is you know now moving out across Android and 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 yeah. you know iOS with their varying you know versions of the you know the flat UI. So yeah, it's I mean they're, they're certainly having an impact in some of the features that uh, that Microsoft have invented on Windows Phone. If you know have landed on the other platforms too. So yeah. uh, no, I think it's. I think it's a good thing. Uh, but that wraps us up for this week. So uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Now, Wal, where do we find you uh, online? www.entertainmentpodcast.com. Um, and you're on Twitter? We're on Twitter as well. You can look us up on there as well. And Facebook as well, New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. Check us out. And over to you, Mr. Ross. Yep. Uh, Ross McD, mcd.com. Uh, that points directly to my Twitter. So follow me. Come say hi. Uh, bandsavingxgrace.com. Great. Got all of our social media links on the top ribbon there. Just chuck us a like and uh, yeah, check I'm us gonna, out. I'm going to follow you now. So excellent, I'll follow excellent. you back. Awesome, cool, bro. cool. Well, uh, and you can track me down. I'm easiest place usually uh, Twitter at Paul Spain, and uh, you know every everywhere the other social networks I'm a bit less active on. In fact, I've been haven't been very active on Twitter over the last few weeks. It's just been, I've been today, so busy. I've been uh, <laughs> yeah. sort of a bit disconnected from the from the world. So uh, yeah, my apologies if I've uh, ignored people's uh, um, messages to me on on Twitter. Um, but uh, there you go. That's us. And you can find NZ Tech Podcast online nztechpodcast.com and uh, of course also across Twitter and the other social networks. So thanks, guys. Catch Thank you all you next all. week. Cheers, Thank Ross. you. Okay. Cheers, see bro. ya. Cheers.